Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. For many people, going to the grocery store makes them cringe at the price of food. So it's easy to understand how hard it must be for people who do not make enough money to buy what they need to feed themselves and their family. This is known as food insecurity. Food insecurity affects just under 4,000 people in Northumberland. Those are the ones that can be identified. It does not take into account those that are on the edge. Kimberly Leadbeater is a registered dietitian with the Halliburton Kawartha Pine Ridge District Health Unit. She was part of a team that recently released a report on food insecurity and poverty. Not only will you find the numbers shocking, you will also find the same for the solutions. I'm so pleased to have with me today Kimberly Leadbeater, registered dietitian with the Halliburton Kawartha Pine Ridge District Health Unit. Welcome to Consider This Northumberland. Uh, Thank you for having me, Robert. I'm very excited that you're interested in this topic and uh, happy to have this opportunity to sit down and chat with you. Some people might wonder, why is the health unit writing reports about food insecurity and poverty? Um, Well, the health unit is very interested in food insecurity and poverty because um, poverty is an indicator of um, poor health outcomes. So there are many social determinants of health. Poverty is one of them. And, you know, people who um, don't have sufficient incomes have uh, greater health inequities. We don't hear that term food insecurity very often. What do you mean when you talk about food insecurity? Food insecurity um, doesn't necessarily mean someone is suffering from hunger. What it means is that they don't have enough money to buy the foods that they would like to buy, either because of their own preferences or their cultural preferences in sufficient quantities. So before um, their next paycheck, they're worrying that you know they don't have enough food in their cupboards. Now we hear the word poverty in different contexts. When you are writing this report, how did you define poverty? We define poverty a couple of ways. So um, we're the health unit, we like reports, um, we like evidence, obviously. And the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation or CMHC, um, when rent, costs um, more than 30% of your household income, it's a problem. Okay, so um, if if you're paying more than 30% of your income on your housing, then you know, you're in a bit of a precarious situation. Um, We also know that um, 
low income measure after tax is another way that um, we are able to determine poverty. So in 2020, that um, low income measure after tax um, has indicated that 10.2% of the population in Northumberland County um, is considered at risk of food insecurity because of their income. And it's also important to note that, you know, maybe not everybody files their taxes. So this number could be even greater than 10.2% for Northumberland County. So putting those two elements together, then this idea of food insecurity, which is, I worry that I'm not going to have enough food for for me to eat. We're not talking about hunger where I'm going without. It's it's that concern that uh, I I don't have enough, or I I might have to maybe my kids eat, but I don't eat. That kind of thing, tied in with poverty, which is I don't have enough money. I'm not bringing in enough revenue from a job or from whatever sources to. And that's what's causing the food insecurity. Am I understanding that correctly? Are those how those two things fit together or have I missed something? Yes. So food insecurity, the root cause of food insecurity is not that there's not enough food. It's that there's not enough income to purchase the food. And um, the reason why rent was thrown in there is because obviously for most people having, you know, a stable place to live is their number one priority. So rent has to be paid. And then after that is paid, rent or a mortgage, whatever your situation is, after that is paid, that's when, you know, food almost, the money for food almost becomes discretionary. Now, you mentioned a number as you were talking. Could you repeat that percentage of people that are living with food insecurity? In Northumberland County, it's estimated to be um, 8.7% of um, households. So about 9% of people living in North Armland are considered low income and struggling to pay rent or bills or buy healthy food. Is Am I understanding that correctly? That is correct, yes. So help us then understand better what that means. So is that high? Is it low? Can you put that in some kind of context? Well, I would, I would think that that's too many people for sure. I guess when I was looking at the census, it said that there's about 40,000 households in Northumberland. So what that 9% tells me is that just under 4,000 households would be impacted by food insecurity. I I think that that is, is fair to say, but just remember that food insecurity doesn't necessarily mean that there's that many people that are hungry, they're struggling. They're worried, worried and anxious, um, you know, that. Now, public health units across Ontario are required to monitor food affordability. How do you guys do this? So we use a costing tool. Um, It's called the Nutrition Food Basket. And um, sorry, the Nutritious Food Basket. And um, it's conducted yearly at the same time um, by all health units across Ontario. So it's generally done in May. And it's done at the same time because prices can fluctuate. 
and um, it's a standardized tool. So we actually go into grocery stores and we have a list of foods that we are monitoring the price for. Um, I personally didn't do it this year, so I don't know what grocery stores were involved, but um, within our health unit region, um, a staff member from the health unit would have gone to various types of grocery stores. So, um, you know, uh, your lower cost to your, um, you know, maybe smaller local grocery stores that might be a little bit more expensive and they use the same tool. And um, it's also important to note that the nutritious food basket is a variety of foods. It does not include other things that you would traditionally buy at the grocery store, like um, cleaning supplies or personal care products like shampoo or deodorant. None of that is in the, the tool itself. It's just based on food um, eating patterns and, you know, consistent with um, Canada's Food Guide to Healthy Eating. That was one of the things I wanted to ask you too, is I noticed in the report, they talk about healthy food and you mentioned the food guide. Can you give us some examples when you're you're looking at what foods? So um, it might be uh, some fresh fruit, some frozen fruit, maybe some canned fruit. So it's going to be a variety and, you know, it would be... Um, Fresh um, poultry, fresh meat, um, what else? Like some breads and cereals, you know, just traditional foods that, um, you know, your average person would eat and it does not contain anything, you know, super fancy, that's for sure. You mentioned earlier, and I'd like to come back to it, it part of the report looks at housing costs in Northumberland and uh, you found or at least the report found that there was no listings in the county that met the affordable criteria. Can you explain what that means? Um, so I, I think what um, you, if, if you're looking at the report, um, our health unit covers three counties. So Halliburton, uh, the city of Kawartha Lakes and Northumberland County. If you look at the report, it almost seems like housing is more affordable in Halliburton and the city of Kawartha Lakes, which is really not the case. Um, the figures on housing and um, rent rental costs for Halliburton and Kawartha Lakes were determined by market availability. Um, and the uh, figures that we had for Northumberland were based on average rents and average rents include people who are in long-term rental agreements. So, you know, if you have been renting the same apartment for 20 years, you're not paying market value. So um, that kind of brought down the cost. So the numbers that we have quoted in our scenarios for Northumberland County, if you were to look um on a real estate website or something, you're not going to find anything available at that cost because the longer term rental agreements have brought that down. So next year, um, when we do our report, we will probably do our own research on, you know, what is available. So it is more consistent with um, Halliburton in the city of Kawartha Lakes. 
It was rather shocking to find out in the report that a family of four would need an income of just under $9,500 a month. That, when you work it out, is an annual income of about $114,000 a year. How would that be broken down in terms of expenses? So um, they are looking at, um, I mean, the expenses would be assuming that 30% went towards your rent and um, whatever the figure is in the nutritious food basket for a family of four, I think it's about $1,100. Um, and then there's also um, a, you know, like factor, what is hydro going to cost and things like that. So um, yeah, is that is like, that is a lot of money when you think about it, uh, for a family of four to, to live properly, I, I guess, and not face in uh, food insecurity. D- does that number surprise you? Um, it, it, it really doesn't. Like if you look at um, what things cost um, to live comfortably, like I'm guessing the number does surprise you a bit. So how does that compare then to someone who's working a minimum wage job? Um, Well, people who are working minimum wage jobs struggle. Um, They struggle for sure. Um, I would say that they worry about um, having enough money to buy food. Um, I would say people who work minimum wage jobs, um, you know, it it would also depend on what they're paying for rent. If they have been in the same place um, for a very long time, they're going to be paying less rent than someone who has just moved to Northumberland County. Um, The same with mortgages. If you have, you know, been in a situation where you were able to afford to buy a house and you've got a mortgage at a decent interest rate, then, you know, obviously it's going to be a little bit easier for you. Um, But if, if you're new and to Northumberland County and you're coming here and you're working a minimum wage job, um, you are probably not going to be able to afford a rent for your own place. You're not going to be able to afford to, you know, the little bachelor apartment that you're looking for is, or hoping for is likely not going to be able to be found. So do you have any, any figures that you could share with us that would maybe give us a sense of, um, let's say a family of four on minimum wage in the report, it it said that your average monthly rent would have to be somewhere around $1,559. So we'll say $1,500. And that would represent about 40% of your uh, rent. I I also understand um, that the cost of food would be about $1,300 that you'd have to have. So it would take about 28% of of your uh, income. Is, Is that really reasonable when you when you think about somebody like a family of four trying to live on minimum wage jobs? I think it's very challenging. And that is one of the reasons why um, 
you know, public health, especially um, registered dietitians and nurses who are working um, particularly with the social determinants of health are advocating for a living wage versus minimum wage. So minimum wage right now is um, $15 an hour. A living wage in our region would be more like $19.05 an hour. I'd like to come back to that more and explore it a little bit more later. But what I'd also like to just as we're trying to get our heads around um, affordability, uh, what about someone that's on, say, uh, an employment program like Ontario Works? How how much money do they get and how much of it gets spent on the various items we've been talking about? So... um... Families who are on Ontario Works, we know that they are struggling. That is not enough income. We know that there hasn't been any sort of significant adjustments to those um, uh, salaries or those, um, their, sorry, I'm, hopefully you can edit this out. We know that, um, the money that people receive on Ontario Works is inadequate. Um, We know that those rates have not had any sort of significant change in the last 20 years. So if, you know, what someone was able to, you know, live on, maybe thrive on 20 years ago, if that hasn't been adjusted, obviously they're going to be struggling. We know that rent has increased. We know that the cost of food has increased. We know that the cost of gas and hydro, um, obviously these people are struggling. So when you, you look at the report, it talks about um, a monthly income of about $2,500. And it ends up just for somebody, if they're looking, say it was a single parent with two kids, you're looking for a two bedroom, a place to rent. It's like $1,300 in Northumberland, which would be about 52% of their income or more than yeah. half. And, and remember that that place for the, for $1,300, they're likely not going to be able to find it because that cost, yeah. we're not saying that's what is actually available we're saying that's the average cost of what's available. So, yeah, and yeah. and also too, I mean, that leaves about three hundred and ninety dollars for everything else, like you know, for yeah. food and, and and other things, school supplies and clothes, and you know, all the things that you would traditionally buy at the grocery store that is not included in the tr- nutritious food basket. So what ends up happening in almost all of these scenarios is that people will compromise their food, what they're buying. Like that's the discretionary number there. They have to pay their rent. They need to pay their hydro. All of that gets paid. And what they have left for food um, is is where they'll have the bit of wiggle room. So maybe they won't choose foods that, um, you know, meet their preferences or their cultural preferences. Maybe they will, you know, have to look for the most inexpensive, um, you know, foods available. And like you mentioned earlier, oftentimes um, the parents will sacrifice their diet um, to be able to um, provide for their children. I know there are many, many seniors 
in Northumberland County. And in the report, this is one of the areas where it's most stark about how much money they take in under the old age security and guaranteed income supplement and how much their expenses are. Can you talk a bit about the the challenges that seniors face um, in terms of food insecurity? Well, I think, you know, they, like everybody, they face the same challenges. They have to um, pay for a roof over their head. They have to pay all their bills. And, you know, it's it's very sad to think of anyone, um, especially a senior, struggling to um, pay for food. Food, it, it should be a basic human right. We live in Canada. Nobody should be, you know... Um, undernourished or struggling to buy food. It would be really easy to think that because of inflationary economy and and grocery prices going through the roof, that uh, this would all be about the cost of food. But in your report, the conclusion says it's not about food costs, it's about low incomes. Exactly Can you right. lighten us how that works? Um, it really isn't about the cost of food. It, it is, it's, um, people have inadequate incomes. Um, you know, if food was even, I mean, obviously everybody is noticing that the cost of food has gone up. Um, but even before the cost of food went up, it was still inadequate income in these situations. Um, they just don't have enough income. They have to pay their rent. They have to pay their bills. And what's left goes towards food, which was never enough. What are the trends in employment and the businesses and, and other places that pay minimum wage? This tendency to see that a lot of uh, jobs are now minimum wage jobs. How does those, how do those trends fit into this whole complex web of of food insecurity and poverty um so in ontario um 48.2 percent of food insecure families um work minimum wage jobs and um we know that um let me just look in 2018 10 per 10.4% 10.4% of all employees earned minimum wage, and that's in Canada. So one in 10 people in Canada, based on 2018 statistics, are working a minimum wage job. And, um, you know, minimum wage jobs, it would be great if a minimum wage job was just for students to supplement, you know, have some extra money after school. Um, But the reality is like 10% of the jobs are minimum wage jobs and you have adults in those roles and it's not enough money to um, be able to support themselves or their families. What is the role of government in contributing to this issue? Um, Well, It's, it's a sticky situation. It's easy to say, you know, just increase the, the rates to a living income. But obviously, you know, um, government is um, 
it, it's a tricky situation because you're going to have pushback from the employers because, you know, that is going to cut their bottom line as well. So, um, you know, I'm not an economist. I don't know the best answer. Um, but I do know that minimum wage is, is not enough. And, um, you know, I think maybe, um, I've been working at the health unit for um, almost 17 years, and these numbers have been, you know, the percentage of food insecurity has been the percentage of people living within the health unit region who are food insecure have been pretty consistent during that time. So something has got to change. And I think one of the concerns is um, people are under the impression that it is being addressed by food charity programs. Um, food charity programs are great. They um, are run by, you know, very caring volunteers, um, but they're, they can't fully address the issue of food insecurity. Um, you know, they are not open every day in the same hours as a grocery store. So if you're someone who is working a minimum wage job and you can't get to the food bank, I mean, while it's open, that's, you know, definitely going to be a struggle for you. Um, we also know that, uh, only about 20% of food insecure people will ever go to a food bank because they, you know, they're, they may be embarrassed. There's a bit of a stigma to having to go to a food bank. Um, food banks are not, uh, you know, as accessible as grocery stores. There's not as many of them as grocery stores. So there, there might be transportation limitations. Hours of operation might not necessarily fit with uh you know, the person's uh, ability to access. So, um, but, but people think because food banks and food charity programs are available that it is addressing the need. So it kind of, um, it, it, I think that's the reason why people are not um, putting more pressure on the government to make changes. They're not necessarily aware of the gravity of the situation. And we know that people who are food insecure um, have a greater risk of, you know, concerns with mental health. They have greater risks of concerns with, with um, anxiety and stress. Um, they are more prone to um, suffer from non-communicable diseases and infections. So all of those things puts a strain on our healthcare budget. So that's why everybody should be more concerned about this. Does business have a role to play in this? Um, I, I would say yes. I mean, you know, they business, any business that employs um, people, uh, you know, should be paying them a living wage. I mean, people who are working in Canada, in Ontario, in Northumberland County, people who are working should have, should be able to make enough money to meet their basic needs. You've mentioned a number of times now, and I'd like to come back to it. And that is this idea of a living wage versus minimum wage. Can you explain that for us? 
So um, in Northumberland or in within our health unit region, it's calculated to be 1905 um, and uh, per hour, which would be four dollars and five cents more than minimum wage. And I know from the perspective of an employer, that is a huge ask. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know, like I said, I'm not an economist. I don't know how to make this work. I just know that that's what it costs for people to be able to provide themselves with the basic necessities, housing, food, utilities. Um, 19.05 an hour is, you know, not going to be living in luxury by any means. It's, it's just, you know, making people comfortable. I know you're not an economist, <laughs> but I guess one of the things that kind of hits you about this, is it reasonable to ask in the in a time when there's high inflation to be pouring money into programs like this? Because once they get into the economy and into the system, economists will say, well, this is going to increase inflation. How do you respond to that? Um, I, to be honest, um, Robert, I don't know how to respond to that. Like, I, I think that I'm not the right person to answer that question. Um, so I'm not even going to try Like, I, I really don't know. All right. Let me, let me try it this way. We've just watched across Northumberland, a series of municipal budgets being passed and many taxpayers complain about high local taxes. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to those people who would argue, look, don't put up my taxes locally. Don't put up my provincial taxes. Don't put up my federal taxes. Let's, we've got, we can't afford this. What would you say to them if you could talk to them directly? Um, what would I say to them? I, I would say, I hear you. I, I don't want my taxes to go up anymore either. Um, you know, nobody wants to see their taxes increased. But do you are you okay with somebody else suffering? Um, I'm not, I would be willing for my taxes to be increased a bit to make other people feel more comfortable. Um, and then I guess maybe, you know, priorities need to be reassessed on where funding is going. Like, it, making people comfortable and healthy and thriving in their community is should be the most important thing. You've made it very clear that one of the key areas is to increase people's income to a living wage, but there were other conclusions in the report of things that you wanted to see done. Could you maybe share with us some of those other things that uh, need to be done in order to help these people who are facing food insecurity and poverty? Um, yeah, so our report has um, recommended a number of things that could help um, improve the situation. Increasing minimum wage, for sure, is one. Um, increasing employment standards. Um, you know, there are people that work uh, not only just minimum wage jobs, but precarious jobs where they, you know, they can't even rely on the fact that they're going to have the same number of shifts within a pay period. Um, you know, they may be um, 
working in standards that you know are not necessarily comfortable or safe so that needs to be addressed you know if you're someone that is going to a job where you don't feel safe obviously that's going to increase your stress and anxiety and you know have a toll on your mental health um another option was um trying the uh we had previously prior um, I'm thinking, I, I can't remember exactly how long ago it was now, but there was um, the basic income guarantee was being trialed in the city of Kawartha Lakes. And, um, you know, that was, it, that could have perhaps given us the evidence we needed. Um, it was the city of Kawartha Lakes and two other um, towns or cities in Ontario. The, they're slipping my mind right now it might have been Hamilton and Thunder Bay, I think. And, you know, that was a, a pilot project where we were, uh, the government was willing to, um, people had to enroll and was going to, you know, give them kind of like a living wage um, and, you know, see whether it made a difference. Unfortunately, that program was canceled. So we didn't get the evidence that we were hoping to get from that. So, um that is something that public health advocates for uh, basic income guarantee, affordable housing and child care. Um, you know, we we don't have enough for affordable housing in Northumberland County. That is a fact. Um, there are people that confuse affordable housing with market value. And, you know, like we know that developers are not building um houses that people on minimum wage can afford to buy. Um, that's that's not who's buying these new houses. Um, so we need a plan to have more affordable housing within Northumberland County and, you know, within Ontario, within Canada. I'm, I'm just talking about the region that I work in. Um, lower income tax for low income households. So if you're living, um, you know, a minimum wage job, or, you know, even just a little bit more than that, there should be more tax benefits for you. Um, you know, you, you can't just be like, earning not enough and then giving a, a significant chunk back to the government. Um, uh, affordable childcare would be a big asset to some people, um, well, to anybody, but in particular, um, you know, people who are struggling to make ends meet, if they knew that their children were safe and cared for during the day, and they could easily afford that, like at an affordable rate, then that would significantly decrease their stress level. And um, another thing, um, that we would advocate for is to have services that would help um, lower income people file um, their taxes because there, there may be benefits um, that they're not recognizing if they're doing it themselves or there, there may be benefits that they're not accessing. Um, you know, if you're not someone who is very tax savvy, I know I'm not. Um, you know, you certainly wouldn't want to miss out on something that they are entitled to. So if they could have a tax professional file their taxes for them at no cost, then, you know, I think that that would be something that could be beneficial. So what happens to this report? 
So we will circulate this report with all of our community partners um, throughout the health unit region. Our real big ask is that, you know, people um, bring this to the attention of their um, member of parliament and member of provincial parliament, because unless pressure is, um, and I, I'm saying pressure, but and unless this is brought to their attention and they um, perceive this as an urgent need, it's, it's just going to be the same, the same scenario. Like I said, I've been working here 17 years and haven't seen a decrease in food insecurity, and this is what it's going to take. Kimberly Ledbeater, thank you so much for talking to me okay. today. You're welcome, Robert. That was Kimberly Ledbeater, registered dietitian with the Halliburton Kawartha Pine Ridge District Health Unit. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.